Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 21st. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing all right. Uh, I got to apologize ahead of time. We've got a, uh, a big, big tree management project going on right across the street. Um, kind of actually very sad to see this tree go. It's, it's a gorgeous, giant tree on my block that... Uh, not really sure. It seems like it's it's murky. It, it could be some drama on the block, you know, with uh with why this tree's going. What does that mean? What it's providing too much shade? Is it leaning on a house? Power lines? Kind of, or is it just you moving in, trying to get and impose your will? Me. Thumb it's on the scale, me. taking I, out trees. If I had it my way, the tree wouldn't be going anywhere. But uh, okay, it's, so it's there going could be somewhere. some. Ba- and uh, you know, it's it's kind of a uh, it's a bummer. It's it's like this like it's got to be a hundred plus year old oak. It's it's beautiful. It's a specimen tree, and and uh, you know, I think the the people that have the oak in the yard are worried about it f- a branch falling. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that may be the noise That's in the a, background of this episode. It's which is your interview it's part. Huge. It's crazy to watch seven. these guys like this tree. Yeah, like overhangs two houses, and they're having to take. It's huge. It's massive, and they're sure. taking these branches down. There's a huge crane, and they're like yep. just like trying to not hit one of the houses with these <laughs> massive branches. Sounds fun. Fun to watch. Sounds like a good spectator sport to watch yeah. them down the street from a safe distance. But there will be some noise apparently in the background because of it. Uh, this is the year interview part seven. Um, should we just get going? It's brought to you by yeah, Club TFE. You by Club TFE. We're, it's gonna be fun in there. We're only like, we're debating what, whether we call away? the blog the catch basin. What do we think <laughs> of that? It could be a good good place to hang out. It just catches every take and thought and photograph and meandering uh, of the team. We'll see in the comments. We'll see, but that'll be up and running J- January second. We're gonna try to unplug a little bit the week after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's. Ideally, this year interview will be done come this week, but we'll see where that goes. Um, and then we're coming back hot January 2nd. If you'd like to join, you can go to friedegg.com slash what membership. Is that what it is? Yeah. Membership. Um, to join club TFE. We do think it's, it's going to be a, a valuable and fun way to enjoy golf in, uh, 2023. All right. But more on 2022. Let's go. You're up Canadian You're open. Up. I'm up. I'm up. Canadian open. Are you? We left off. That is With, right. Uh, I am, yeah. This was this is like a major yeah. in terms of research. I you know, you usually expect to breeze through the non-major weeks. Those are supposed to be the weeks that you you catch up, you know, and it's like a breeze when you're doing this research. And the Canadian Open was far from the that. Well, it was a absolute content bonanza. Like London it, launches, right? I mean, we well, hadn't been to Canada in two years or something. I just want to start this episode off and give something that didn't get its due. It's 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 worthwhile time. 
What? Digital Jack. <sighs> I forgot about this. I saw you tweeting about it last night. <laughs> I, I, got, I surfaced was... <laughs> that screenshot as quickly as I could when the press release came through. And there was a video I could pull it from. But yes, go ahead. There was too much going on this week for this. I mean, if this happened in September or if this happened this time of year, if this was launched right around now, it would, it would be two weeks of just making fun of this and just like kicking it. And it was like a footnote and it's it's very sad. Maybe the saddest thing of, of 2022 was that this did not get like, it did not reach as far as it should have. Like this is this is up there with Gold Boy in it my should opinion. Be. Yes. It should have really entered the canon. Uh, the, it should have, you know, it got buried in the zeitgeist, right? Digital Jack. This bizarre rendering. Apparently it was his la- like one of his last orders of business as a part of the Nicholas companies, which makes <laughs> it even better. <laughs> the whole like I mean just watching people try to squeeze a little bit of extra juice around the nft and metaverse stuff was it's been an amusing ride the last few years but the f- so go ahead. digital jack you know from a, like what it looks like it's supposed to capture like jack in his prime but the problem is is that digital jack looks like jack mixed with bernard longer like it's it's not a flattering it, rendering. If, no. you, that, then that's why it was uh, became a viral screenshot of his face. I just don't understand how it was so off. They spent so, they had to have spent so much money on this thing, and it was so bad. Like who okayed it? Who said this is ready to go? <laughs> not to mention, we're gonna get. Then there's this interview between Digital Jack and the real Jack. This I just, <laughs> until you shared the screenshot last night, I I just all I remember is the original, just the image of Digital Jack. That there was apparently some sort of interview between Real Jack, you know, it's sitting like in minutes. his chair, what talking to Digital Jack is bananas. I had so, forgotten about that part until you shared it, reshared it here in late December. The best is this camera angle from the side of Jack sitting in an empty room. There's a TV mounted on the wall with digital Jack. What are they talking about? You didn't watch this all for research, did you? I watched like five minutes of it. Yeah, thank you. God. And Jack is sitting in an armchair. There's no table. Nothing. His legs are like kind of kicked out. And he's just sitting there. It's like the, one of the most absurd things i've ever seen in my life what do they talk about they talk about like jack jr's book like and so is this digital digital, guy just talking back to him no digital jack's interviewing jack oh okay so pre-programmed questions all right he's not fully ai brained yet well i think i think the miss would have been having jack ask digital jack some questions right you know, right? Fully programmed bot there at that point. Interesting. I oh. mean, you got to watch a little bit of the interview just to see the screenshot and the interaction. It's it's just unbelievable. Does it, Jack I say can't, no to anything? I, I just can't believe people spend money on this stuff. 
like insane amounts of money and i don't know what the point was what was the what did the right where are we going next yeah get out of this where are we going next with this yes we've created this thing that honestly got buried probably undeservedly so for for the wrong reasons right do you do you want some from the press release some nuggets Sure. Well, I can't get enough of this. <laughs> Soul Machines. That's the company that made Digital Jack. If you're looking for a digital rendering of yourself, don't use Soul Machines. <laughs> Come on. I'm sure there's some It might be like people. a it might just, be a hybrid of you and your coworker, you know? I just need to understand what they're going for. What's the point of all, all this? Right. The metaverse. Ready for this? Go ahead. Yeah. Soul Machines, the groundbreaking company pioneering the creation of autonomously animated digital people in the metaverse and the digital worlds of today. <laughs> just, I'm just sentence. old, I guess. I'm out of touch. I don't understand why this needs to happen or exist. Go ahead. Um, announced today the launch of a new entertainment division with the goal of creating unique and highly personalized experiences redefining fan engagement and entertainment enterprise maybe this is like to send digital jack to client meetings for for architecture projects maybe that's what what the purpose is maybe it's have- an entertainment enterprise you double jack they knew they were losing jack because they thought he was going to saudi arabia yeah. so they they figured they could just like, plug digital cloned. jack in yeah cloned a digital version of them <laughs> on the heels of a recent u.s uh 70 million dollar u.s series b1 funding led by new investor softbank vision fund hmm. how about that little saudi ties to digital jack there we go this new business division will launch its inaugural digital person, an avatar of legendary American professional golfer Jack Nicholas, through a partnership with the Nicholas Companies. All right, ready for Jack's quote? Yeah, ready. I have always valued the ability to connect with golfers through, through golf course design and my writings by teaming up with an innovative team at Soul Machines to create my digital twin. I now have the ability to share my passion stories and philosophies for the sport with generations to to come. And I'm excited to be a part of this new and thrilling frontier. So like, here's my question. And like, I do not want this to say, like say Jack leaves the world how hopefully long time not from now. say i mean he's going to this is not a, a long this, time this. from now he okay. leaves the world are they gonna put J- digital jack up in the fucking booth on <laughs> memorial sunday is that what this means is that what digital jack's for what is the purpose of digital jack yeah he comes bouncing into the booth at the memorial the twenty. 20- 45 memorial he starts talking about his ice cream and his you know how the players have it so good today and what he had to do back in his day and and how he walked uphill both ways i don't know what digital jack does i mean is digital jack from the 1970s jack what perspective does jack digital jack bring is he kind of old codger grumpy jack writing you know letters about various politicians what's going on what kind of perspective does digital, digital jack bring to something in 2045 and maybe I'm an idiot. I don't really understand this stuff. I'm 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 getting right. older. Okay. Yes. But I think we're out of like, touch. What's the difference between this and like a video game version of Jack Nicholas? What's the difference? 
Couldn't I'm sure just it's much more hey advanced. Heyday, Jack Nicholas and, and PGA Tour 2K. Couldn't that have just yeah. been a character and we yeah. wouldn't have had to go through all this? There was a great Jack Nicholas game for Game Boy. Jack Nicholas Golf. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty r- rudimentary. But I mean, who's to say that this this is any more valuable or advanced than that? Jack Nicholas's uh, game on Game Boy. But yeah, you're right. It's it's a bizarre, unnecessary thing, and I'm glad we're giving it the attention here that it didn't get in the heat of, you know, Live London and Canadian Open. Speaking of, obviously, it's it's Live Week. It's it's Live the first Live London event. Uh, speaking of, you know, robots, you know, AI. There's a driving robot beverage oh, cart in the in the this. media center at the Didn't live KVV event. KVV tweeted about it. Yeah. yeah, and you're just wondering if it's like you know what kind of drinks is it? Are they spiked? Are they poisoned? People are like curious about what this robot's going to do to them. I forgot about that. It's golf's longest day on Monday. USGA U.S. Open qualifying. A bunch of people got out. I wasn't going to go back down. Sectional. That yeah, sectional qualifying. Ricky, Great day of golf, but Springfield like, probably. Yeah. Again, yeah. Brian Stewart got out of Springfield. <laughs> Brian Stewart made the year in review. There we go. All right. Uh, Phil, you went into this last one. Phil announced that he'll participate and live on Monday. Basically, just releases a statement that says, "Sorry, I'm not sorry." Also says he wants to play the majors. He's going to play in future majors. Yeah. Uh, Ricky is continuing to evaluate his options. That's like a story. Yeah. Because everybody this thought Ricky was going to be in that like extra spot that they had. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he continues to evaluate his options. Um, the fried egg breaks some news, learns of the player captains, team names, and, and logos. Um, we did kind of have the and names. It, and it led to quite a fun day. No laying up shared the explanations for the team names, oh, which right. was so like just quick rundown. These give were the initial. Te- we had te- fun with everyone, the blow by blow. But give us, give me some excerpts here. The, well, I'm just going to run down the team names and the okay. captains of because okay. a lot of these are no longer the captains. Sure. You know, so sure. <laughs> yeah, DJ Four Aces, McDowell, the Niblicks, Poulter's, the Majestics. Or Majestics, whatever you want to call it. The Magic Sticks. Nah is the Ironheads. Louis, the Team Stinger. Kyber is the captain of the Cliques. Peter Uline is is running the Crushers. Uh, Phil is the captain, obviously, of the High Flyers. Sergio is the Fireballs captain. She wants him smashed. Yeah, I mean, Fireballs logo. Just unbelievable. Like that, that was really like kind of the one that that yeah stole <laughs> well, the moment. It was smashed too with the fart <laughs> yeah. in the fall. <laughs> yeah, artist <laughs> rendering of a fart smash. <laughs> Gooch is Team Torque, and Orangey is Punch. So then the logos come out. The logos are all like just like I mean I think they're like a step down from clip art. <laughs> I, you know, I found myself on like a live jobs board, not to say I'm dissatisfied with my current state at the fried egg, but I was looking at a live job posting recently. And one of them's for like, like graphic designer or creative type. And I wonder if they're just trying to redo all the logos and names between now and whenever they relaunch, but go ahead. 
This was their first swipe at it. Big, big week for that. Right. Do you want do you want to know what fireballs means? The fireballs. Yeah, yeah, give me that one. Fire for the game, a Spanish flavor, something or other. What'd they say? A fun and an exciting identity. Do, do you think fun when you think Sergio Garcia? No, opposite. I think grumpy. Miserable. Yeah. A Angry. fun and exciting identity which embodies golf at its wildest. And all for a team that will hope to be on fire this week. <laughs> That's so bad. Ironheads. Ironheads. <laughs> all about metal and metal. Like M-E-T-A-L yeah, yeah. and M-E-T-T-L-E. And Paul McGinley. <laughs> Touch the metal. What Just, you got in your heart. <laughs> Displaying a steely determination. Okay, I got it. Iron, metal. <laughs> we, got it. we got it. A strong. Oh, by the way, Sawan Kim is the freaking captain. Like, no, what do no. we do? Kevin Nah. Kevin oh, nah. all right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. A strong, bold identity has been forged for this team, tapping into golf's heraldry. <laughs> Who wrote these? What Don Draper came up with, had like got paid, you know, $5,000 an hour to come up with this. Go ahead. Which, what other one do you want? I don't, that, whatever. Doesn't matter. High flyers. <laughs> High flyers. A team in flight. Powered by its winged logo, this group hopes to soar above the competition. Powered by its winged logo? What's the logo doing for anybody? Are you ready for... Uh, you want Smash? See what this is honestly... I think I said this at the time. This is why my like fourth grader would come up for a class project. That's the intellectual... like The amount of like puns... And just overemphasis into, yeah, we get it. It's a callback to the team names. Shore, Waynes, we got it. Steel, Iron. This is my fourth grade class project, fourth graders class project writing. I'm going to go smash, all right? Yeah. The glorious crisp sound of a club on ball. Your shot soaring through the, ho- the sky on its way down the fairway. Young, fun, the smash factor. <laughs> I mean, of all the sounds in golf, like smash isn't like a, a particularly like pleasant. It doesn't evoke like a pleasant one. It's like power, but they try to make it sound like it's this. I don't know. Do, do you want to know the longest description who, who it was for? Yeah, sure. The punch. Punch GC. Wade Ormsby before the <laughs> Camp Smith and... Mark Leishman came in batting the ball around the yard. Celebrating this timeless stroke, the punch shot. <laughs> using stroke. Vi- <laughs> using the punch vintage- shot's not a good, like a, that doesn't connote something that's. It's a timeless stroke. Of a punch from the trees. Oh, yeah. From Link's Golf, where the game started. <laughs> All those punch shots out of the trees. That's a timeless shot. <laughs> Using vintage clubs still sought after by fans. What? What does that mean? This brand taps into the golf's iconic past with a hand-lettered mark to create a retro golf meets streetwear aesthetic. 
I mean, they are using retro clubs. They're just making shit up. They're coming up with every kind of buzzword. Retro golf meets streetwear. <laughs> They're talking about Wade Ormsby, for God's sakes. What? Retro golf meets streetwear. What a bunch of gobbledygook that is. Timeless truck. That's the all worst right. one. Can't be a that, worse one. Yeah, right. th- then we're done with that. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're gonna move move this uh, move this on. Um, let's see. So we had we had like the the master of the ceremonies for a day. This is a little out of order. Order. Yeah. We're just, just gonna like what we're gonna bounce week? around here. Ari Flesher served as the master of ceremonies. I forgot about that for the day. Just popped up unbelievable this is like the start of just some absurd shit that happened uh ap reporter rob harris was accosted by live a uh, live golf official for asking tough questions to kevin Na. what an insane sentence that is to think about <laughs> um taylor gooch this is from a kvv tweet this is KVV's tweet. Taylor Gooch said he didn't agree that Live Golf was a participant in sports washing. He said, I don't think that's fair. Also, I'm a golfer. I'm not that smart. I try and hit a golf ball into a small hole. Golf is hard enough. I try and worry about golf, and I'm excited about this week. Ta- Taylor Gooch. not. This is the start of a run of Taylor Gooch. Yeah, Just... yep, yep. Um, McDowell. <laughs> Graham McDowell, I mean, I don't think anybody like eroded away more like goodwill in the game of golf than Graham McDowell did in just like a quick like 20 minutes at a press conference. Yep. I'll have more on him in this section, but go ahead. He's just turns out to be complete dipshit. You know, he, you, Graham McDowell was set up to be a Ryder cup captain to be like, he probably would have had a, a, he probably would have been like a shoe in for a booth gig. Like Graham McDowell was really yeah, set up. Accent. in golf. Yeah. Yeah. He was. So Khashoggi's situation is reprehensible, but golf is a force of good. We're not politicians. If Saudi Arabia wanted to use the game of golf as a way for them to get where they want to be, and they have the resources to accelerate that experience, we're proud to help them on that journey using the game of golf. He just explains sports washing. Proud to help them. Yep. Also, like, as a side anecdote, McDowell was like, people were like going, like criticizing him. And allegedly he was like get like text messaging people being like, Why are you criticizing me? Oh, well, he was DMing text messaging a lot of people during yeah. the, in the next ten days. Yeah. Um we we kind of uh we we found we got in a jackpot of of little um scoops this week. One of them Friday. yeah, we had a, we had some <laughs> some good some good stuff, materials. Just some good intel. Yeah. Um, Liv's, gra- uh, Liv's draft that they're making this huge deal about this draft on Tuesday. Massive deal. Yep. Turns out it's all rigged. Not a draft at all. Pre-arranged teams, the Ma- Majestics, 
are prearranged. It's staying there, right? South yeah, Africans. Yeah, the Majestics have uh, Laurie Cantor, Westwood, Poulter, and uh, who was the fourth? Cameron. Uh, Horsfield. Horsfield. Um, Stinger has three guys. They have Hot Schwirl, Charles, Hot Charles, Usti, and Brent, Brendan Grace. And then they get the first pick. They got like the they got a first round pick. They got to fill their fourth spot with a first round pick. Henny two plus C, right? And they Another, uh, yeah, yeah, they picked Henny, who okay. we'll get more on, more on Henny and his great week, like career life changing week later. Um, so this isn't doesn't exist. The other thing we picked up on was there was a there's a mock up of the draft how it would go, and there were there were picks like John Smith. And like Jack digital Tim's. renderings, right? Yeah, like digital, digital like here, Yeah. Like here's goes, the draft room. John Smith, Jack Timms, and Patrick Reed. Yeah. But at this time, Patrick Reed has not announced that he's going to live. <laughs> they gave it away there. This yeah. Yep. Remember that. So the draft party happens. Um, and this is just a content bonanza. Isn't this what Norman does is like two fists out screaming that became a meme like that became shouting. a meme and then like Phil he's oh. got the leather jacket oh yeah it's all black he's got the beard worse for the wear looks just does not look good and yep. and everybody's just screenshotting all of his interactions he's he's like in one screenshot, he's talking to one of the Asian tour players. I, I don't know who it was, but he's like yeah. having like a, a, t- a conversation with them. It's just like there's all these 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 shots of him. Um, do you know who the team Phil drafts? Do you know? Do you remember anybody that was on his original team? I want to say the cheeseburger. No, no, he wasn't on his team. I don't know. Who is it? I Justin know Hardy is on there. Just okay. Chase Kepka. What? And uh TK Chantawananat. One four- Is that the 14-year-old? I think so. He's an the amateur. Young kid? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the I don't team. remember that at Phil, all. Phil wow. goes to play in this new league, one of the legends of the game. It's a team format. And his first Justin team, Harding. Justin Harding, is his like next best player. Chase Kepka. Justin Harding and two guys who don't have status anywhere. Man. Like what did anything matter from this love like Live London event? Like were there like stats kept like the standings? Did it have any consequence? Because the whole thing was just sort of a sham. But you know, did that matter for the race in the end? I hope not. All right. All right. Wednesday, uh, Live players allowed in the U.S. Open. Tiger also announces that he's not going to play in the U.S. Open. This is, again, this is like the fifth leading story of the week. It's buried with with Digital Jack is that Tiger's not playing in the U.S. Open. This has never happened. And I think like Joe Ogilvy had a tweet uh, who used to play on tour, used to be a part of the PGA Tour. Like he had a tweet like this is the biggest day in golf when it teed off since uh, the Tiger like press conference that he's turning pro. Right. Right. And like a big example of that was like Tiger not playing the U S open would be the biggest story Gosh. of a week, yeah, any I week. And it was like, not a big story. Um, uh-huh. So anyways, uh, 
Wednesday. Phil talks. Some stuff from what his talk. I'm sorry for that, and I'm sorry for the hurt it caused. I don't condone, condone human rights violations. Nobody here does. Phil was pressed multiple times on whether he was serving a ban from the PGA Tour, which he responded, I choose not to speak publicly on the PGA Tour issues at this time. And then he also like drops, a, he during his time away, he spent like hundreds of hours in therapy. Oh, yeah. Um, he Interview doesn't really... Herrig, right? Yeah, he doesn't really say anything. Um, and he's like very muted, very like not Phil. It was like the most unfilled press conference ever. Right. Um, he plays in the Pro-Am with Yasser from uh, Public mm-hmm. Investment Fund, mm-hmm. His Excellency. Uh, later in the week, just along, uh, while we're on the subject, uh, Yasser announces at the trophy presentation that anyone that shoots 50, <laughs> a 54 will win $54 million. <laughs> gets perfect, aggregated i mean it worked out yeah 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 54 coming right around the corner um tron, tron had a tweet about p and j patrick reed and justine having some fun so obviously at this point everybody's like reed's gone he's a goner because yeah. um yeah they spoiled it with their their renderings of the draft room <laughs> meanwhile Patrick Reed's in featured groups for the PGA Tour. What is this? Can- Canada? Canada. He's Canada? He's, so he's okay. featured groups okay. in Canada. Yeah. So here's Tron's tweet. P&J having some fun. Tour posted featured groups 21 hours ago. PWDs yesterday. Two hours oh, a- uh, after this. they announced featured groups. Corrigan oh, breaks the news of peace departure this morning. And so P then they got to repo- put the alternate in the feature. Hold group. on. P reposts featured groups a half an hour ago to his Instagram. Hashtag perfect gentleman. So, so. Oh, uh, what? A he gets announced head. in feature groups. Yeah. Two hours later, he WDs out of feature groups. So yeah. two are posts about feature groups on Instagram 21 hours ago. Yeah. Reed has since WD'd. And he posts the feature groups. In the, in the time before he posts the feature groups, James Corrigan is, has broken on top right. of what we had that that Reed was going. He was gone. He was a goner. Yeah, right. And then after that, he posts feature groups. The PGA, PGA Tour. Tour. Yeah. And they <laughs> fill it with, you know, whoever. Like the 145th guy in the field. And now he's on the ESPN+. Plus. So NLU, on the, while we're on it, has like Intel Bryson's gone, and they tweet about it. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Bryson goes like all out to deny it. He's like, you know, it, it, all news will come from us. Like our camp mm-hmm. denies uh-huh. it. You know, then you know, this comes just a week. <coughs> And and Liv announces it also then. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like NLU breaks it, Bryson, there's denials, then Liv announces it, like shortly after. Right. And you had a tweet, or you I think you wrote this. I'm not sure. I think you wrote this. 
just a week after spouting away, uh, spouting away about he'd found some perspective, religion, and was ready to settle in, Bryson DeChambeau's agent confirmed a Telegraph report that he was off to join Live Golf. His representative, Brett Falkoff, told multiple golf reporters, Bryson has always been an innovator. Having the opportunity to get in on the ground floor of something unique has always been intriguing to him. Professional golf, as we know it, is changing. It's happening quickly. He found the Lord ready to settle in and go. Yeah. An innovator. Yeah, yeah that's a, he's innovating. Digest had a piece on Bryson leaving, a Joel Beal article, I think, and uh, the tour stuff marriage with Bryson and Reed. Oh. Yeah, I think that was Rappaport, maybe. Maybe Rappaport. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. And, and there's a quote in there, Justine had a direct line of communication with a high-ranking tour official. So the we two thought, would speak yeah. often about what Justine perceived to be unfair treatment of her husband. We thought like the tour was going to start kind of airing some dirty laundry about those guys. I'm sure there's a lot of it. It's not like, yeah, I forgot about that. Interesting. All Justine right. had a direct line. <laughs> I'm sure I missed some stuff, but we're here we are on Thursday. Okay. So first round. Remember, it went Thursday to Saturday. Um right. so Thursday I mean, it kind of gets to the US Open. They're not they're across they're overseas and the US Open's coming. Go ahead. Thursday it starts at 2 p.m. London time. Uh right before kick right before the shotgun start, there was that absurd welcome to the future of golf video that yeah. they posted. And it, it was like a mix of burning tree. Burning man. Like, or burning. Yeah. God, I'm thinking about the tree coming down. Burning yeah, tree. Uh, burning yeah. man and, and a golf tournament. Yep. Um, one of the humorous things that we picked up on from Intel, there weren't a ra- enough range stalls for all the players because because of the shotgun start because everybody had seen off at the same time. <laughs> So there's only like 27 range stalls, which would be fine. Forgot about that. For kind of like hit two, jump back, hit two, jump in, out. Yeah. So guys that. are sharing range stalls yeah. like a junior tournament. <laughs> Going back to college golf days where you do shotguns, uh, uh, sharing range stalls. Um, the tour releases a memo. So they, they tee off. And it was kind of weird, like tee off, if you remember. It was just like everybody just like starts going. It was weird. Yeah. It was obviously it was the first time us seeing it. There was a horn, right? And Derry Fultz said yeah. something crazy about like it, or I don't know. Oh. Maybe that was Portland. Or we'll said. get to some of Fultz's yeah. Uh, yeah. commentary. Yeah. yeah. So immediately after the shotgun start, Sura releases a memo suspending players from the PGA Tour. Uh, also states that anyone. <laughs> who tees up in future events will also be suspended from like every tour, like down to Latin America. And also like, it wasn't a strong response. And I think like everybody had problem with them weaponizing the champions tour. So they like, and they kept talking. There was like a line about money, money, money. And it's like, that's all you guys talk about. Yeah. And like the weaponizing the champions tour bit, like got like a lot of run because it's like, yeah, these guys just signed up for a hundred million dollars and they're worried about playing on the champions. Yeah. Losing their champions tour status. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Liv quickly responds 
to the tour's response. They called it vindictive. <laughs> Poulter says he's going to exp- appeal a suspension. The player, a lot of players didn't expect the memo. Westy, idiot Westy. <laughs> Westwood had no idea of the memo and couldn't be bothered to care. Here's this quote. I thought I'd just resign and that would clear it all up. You know, no longer a member of the PGA Tour. So why would they be worried about me? I've resigned. Westy. Shipnuck is physically removed from a Phil Mickelson press conference by security. Uh, He went there. He wasn't initially given. And obviously, it goes back to his... releasing the the Phil comments about Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia uh, Riv Week when they were going to launch. He initially wasn't given a press co- credential. He went there on on, just, on like as a, as a fan. Yep. Then was given a press and he was physically removed um, at the press conference by security. And then obviously like the famous photo comes out of him like with the security guards and Greg Norman behind him. And Shipnuck text Norman being like, Hey, like some of your goons took me out of here. Like what, what's up? And this is before the photo had re- had surfaced and Norman response did not hear. Thanks for letting me know. And then of course the photo comes out. Shipnuck re- texts back like, well, that's funny. Cause like there's, there's Norman just, yeah, like, you're grinning. looking at it the whole time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Phil wore a Augusta National vest at this at the start of the first live round. So it was like a, a sharpied out Augusta logo. And like there was a lot like was that sending a message? He he quickly changed out of it to a different black vest, but very weird. Um as far as the golf, I think like everybody was taken aback at the pace of the shots. It was really quick. Like people were very impressed impressed we were really impressed with the broadcast quality like they pulled off like what we thought might be something that they would like would be a complete disaster uh the sound effect remember the sound effects they had to alert you that players were hitting a yeah shot? yeah it was like a I didn't, I didn't mind that actually but i had it like open in a tab and i was yeah. like what's going on like, it yeah, would like yeah. draw your attention back it, it, i think got right. rid of it i think it was actually kind of good um, we get introduced finally to Don't Blink, the Don't Blink segments. There's Henny Duplessis putting for par and all the yeah, yeah. Um, we also get introduced to what what would be a, a common theme throughout the reg- the entire live inaugural season is the ineptitude of their on course reporters, in particular Sue Ann. <laughs> Sue Ann. <laughs> Who like just somehow she's made it to the end of the pro- season. Reporter, somehow who can ask a question, can't do, like, does can't not have out. the ability to string together a question, Yeah, which seems to be a vital part of being an on-course reporter. Yeah. I'm not and saying... And every that, time like, the players are just looking at her, like, what are you asking me a question? What are you saying? What are you talking about? Yep. Like, I, it's not easy doing that. I've, I've done it the first time I did. It was really hard. I struggled. It was not yeah. easy. But, like, she couldn't even get a question out. Um, the shotgun start works. Everybody's like, whoa. Like, this action. is actually kind of sweet. Yep. Um, and everybody's like, will this work on Sunday? That's like the early, like, I, we, uh, on, not Sunday, Saturday, final round. All right. 
<laughs> you want some Arlo and uh, and Fultz quotes? Sure. <laughs> this was so foreign. This whole thing, it's just unbelievable. Here's a tweet from you. Fultz makes a fool of himself. See, this is a quote. See of humanity. <laughs> he talks about sold out crowds. Which, Where they had know, they, to give the tickets away. Uh, and they couldn't fulfill even the free tickets. They couldn't give away the free tickets. With <laughs> Historic. With 100 or whatever. And revolutionary and the future of golf. He called Scott Vincent a must-see. <laughs> God. What a what, he said, everyone is here for a reason. And he was suggesting the reason was not tubs of sports washing money, but to grow and advance the game of golf. Arlo White suggested that the Centurion Club looked like an open championship. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Arlo White, I think, came on the air admitting like he didn't know much about golf or doesn't, doesn't know anything about golf, doesn't play a lot of golf, I thought. I could be misremembering that. Here's an NLU tweet. Sam Harlow White said, Sam Horsfeld is one of the best drivers in the game. Jerry Fultz response, you were perusing the stats today, and they are impressive. Sam Horsfeld strokes gained off the tee. 2020, negative 0.25. 2021, negative 0.02. 2022, negative 0.2. So... One of the best average drivers in the game. Below average. Below average. It's yeah. a below average driver yeah. the golf ball. You were perusing the stats, I see. Uh. <laughs> Live audience hits triple digits. So that was, it was really, yeah, it was strong. like the most popular one. Curiosity. Um, one of the more humorous things. They just spent all this money. Tubs of hundreds of billions of dollars picking up players. They've pulled off the TV thing. Kind of. Yeah. A production. They pull off the production. Yep. Pull off the production. Yet nobody thinks to to build a website leaderboard. Yeah. So they didn't have a website leaderboard. We had no leaderboard. No stats. Nothing. We didn't know who was winning. Where the yeah, that's right. Um Bubba was featured in a a live promotional video. Mistakenly, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's coming. Um, Pat Perez joins. Um, in the middle of the event? Yeah, in the middle of the event. Okay. okay. One of the re- ways people found out about it was Ashley Perez broke the news on her Instagram story. The iconic thing? Yeah. Yeah. That was a, not a good look. Not a good coherent video. Netflix went to live on the weekend. I think we uh, that, didn't we? Yeah, we broke that. Sorry, uh, Rocket yeah. Rocket Mortgage drops Bryson. Um, Phil, the news breaks that Phil will be the first presser at the U.S. Open, and then Saturday, like Charles wins, Henny Duplessis. Forgot about that. And Stinger runs away with it. Henny Duplessis went, finished runner-up and made two point one million dollars. Kyle Porter had a tweet um, pointed out that that was uh, more than 213 of the 253 PGA Tour pros. 
with an and those were average of of 15 starts on the year. He made more than two like yep. Like four four fifths of the PGA Tour. Um had in 15 starts. So another like stat, he had been a pro for 7 years and he had made roughly a million dollars. Doubled or Good tripled for all Henny. Yeah. Um, would it be doubled? He doubled his career. It'd be tripled. He, I don't know. Hey, doubled. Uh, what did he make? Two something? Yeah. He made a million before yeah. that, right? Doubled yeah. his career. Earnings. Yeah. Ends up with three times more than he started. Okay. Um, all right. So that does it for Live London. Okay. I forgot, on honestly, it. who won. I forgot that Schwartz won it. But go ahead. Canadian. On to Canadian Open. Another, like, lots going on Co- here. Yeah, content bonanza. This is, I'm sorry, this is taking so long. No, I mean, like this a crazy... was a massive stretch between this to, honestly, through, like, the Open Championship. So I mean, we might not on. even get through the U.S. Open. Yeah. All right, Canadian Open. Rory shoots 62 to outduel JT and Finau. Uh, it, it, I mean, one of the best final rounds on the PGA Tour this year. Non-major final round maybe the best final round yeah uh so these three guys are like duking out really low scores super fun moment of the tournament is on 17 jt and and rory are tied okay jt's in trouble rory's in like the short rough he hits a great shot in the green to like 18 inches okay the crowd erupts like goes nuts. Rory, it's just Rory, the start. Aren't they chanting? There's, his name or something? And Rory's taking two steps, and you start to hear Rory, Rory, cut to commercial. <laughs> Only That's the PGA I was Tour. To remember what happened. Like, yeah, it'd be like you know, like you know. It, I think the thing I used on the podcast at the time was like Steph hits a three. Yeah. Timeout, and we're immediately just going to commercial. No, like ESPN holds on to the moment while they go to the to the yep. huddles. Yep. Like there's that the ten crowd. seconds. Mark we're Jackson's gonna in. go, Mama, yeah. there goes that man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that. That's gonna happen. That moment, we don't get that moment. Instead, yep. we go straight to like a PXG ad. Yeah, um, yep. I don't yep. think it was a PXG ad. Whatever, but you was. get the point. Yeah. Yep. Um, after the round, Rory says it's my 21st PGA tour win one more than someone else. That gave me a little extra, a little bit extra sound of today. Obviously people got on that. He was speaking about Greg Norman and his 20 PGA tour wins. Norman later pops back about, well, look, got a long way to go to get my international wins. Um, all right. So we got a bunch. I kind of go in reverse order. That's fine. I remember Monahan jumped in, right? Yeah. Monahan joins the booth. Uh, and Nance and Faldo address the live stuff on the telecast at the open. Um, and just like, you know, it was, it was, they did a pretty good job. You know, obviously Nance like addressed that they're partners, but like they gave their opinion, which is like, you know, and pretty strong opinions given like Nance is a very down the line guy. But yeah. then Monahan like goes into the booth. It's his first public appearance. Like everybody's right. like, where is Jay Monahan? Yeah, I remember this. We thought he was like, uh, yeah, had he been removed? Is he alive? Where is Jay Monahan? And like every, you know, like all these like players are going, like they're losing big time players. Like I think like between here and Portland is the biggest defection time. Like where, and obviously we get like K 
Cam Smith was a big one, but like right. these were right. people were like, oh shit, moments with like Bryson. When you lose Bryson and Patrick Reed, as much as they're malcontent, malcontents, like those are big names. And then later on, they obviously lose more, and we'll get into that. But Mane and a couple quotes. Um, why is this group spending so much money, billions of dollars, recruiting players and chasing a concept with no possibility of a return? At the same time, there's been a lot of questions, a lot of questions, a lot of comments about the growth of the game. And I can I ask, how is this good for the game of golf? Uh, you've got true, pure competition. The best players in the world here at the RBC Can- Canadian Open with millions of fans watching. And in this game, it's true and pure competition that creates the profiles and presences of the world's greatest players. And that's why they need us. That's what we do. And then like the the 9/11 stuff kind of like warps up and there's some news now about the 9/11 stuff like there's you know huge news dump or like huge letter from 9/11 mm-hmm. families that are going yep. to these players. Yeah. And Monahan addresses that. They kind of lob him a softball and he right. is he has this big quote, "Have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour?" Not a great. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's you know, it. That like, opens up a lot of doors that you maybe not want to, yeah, look behind. So Monahan's on there, and like like we've talked about it a lot on this podcast, he's not good at this stuff. But yeah, he, he just, didn't appear like confident and you know smooth. Yeah, it's just he has a strength, and this isn't one of them. But yeah. and I think like the thing that was lackluster is like you've got these guys leaving, and it's like kind of more about like shaming them rather than like, why are, why are you staying with us? Right. right. It's not like a confident, strong message. Right. Right. Um, Rory had a great quote, which I like, I think it's just like a great life quote uh, in the lead up. Any decision you make in your life purely for money doesn't usually end up going the right way. I've had that before a couple times in my life. Yeah, uh, finding the right tailor-made ball finally, right? Isn't that the like speaking of you know? maybe some early early career sponsorships? Right, right. Uh, Bryson's Rocket Mortgage ad is still leading the PGA Tour app. It's like first ad, ad yeah, on the app. This became a big gone. thing. This whole stretch, it's like trying to scrub people. Um, the field obviously there's some defections. The field's weakened. And uh, we had a we had a fun time with field filler John Houston. Houston played this. John Houston played the uh, Canadian Open. Sixty one years old. One of the reasons was like anti the vaccination rules for getting into oh, Canada prevented yeah. some players to get up there. Yeah. So it's like the bottom was really weak. Right. So he was sixty one years old, and year to date he had made twenty five thousand dollars on the Champions Tour. He was 92nd on the Champions Tour the money Schwab list. Cup. Yeah. yeah. And he's in the field. Um, couples tweeted, it's great to see some real and exciting golf being played in Canada this weekend. Kind of starts like a run of Fred Couples just yeah. taking runs at Live Guys. Yeah. Garrett, uh, Garrett worked for like six months on a docuseries about, about the... Uh, the uh, Oakland Hills and Robert Trent Jones, the open doctor. So the three part open uh, docu series, fried egg stories, 
poured his life into it. We set this like this is the release date. It was like with the pack schedule, we you know, we planned this is the week it's coming out like well in advance because it like fit in. It had US Open ties with US Open next week. Yeah. You know, huge project and like the Jack stuff, <laughs> like Tiger, like we released this into like a storm of content. Vortex. It's going to get no yeah. juice. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. just yeah. funny. He he tweeted a little bit about it, like lighthearted. Yeah. Self-deprecating. That does it. I'm sure I missed a lot. This was like a bear. I was doing this late last night, just like poor. I just in. want to bring up one thing. I feel like Monahan in the booth. Didn't he say like your life has to have meaning and purpose? Yes. And you tweeted like, thanks, Jay. I, I just saw that in my US Open research. And I just remember him going into the booth and like it like totally screwing up the broadcast. Like they were doing the Aeon Risk Reward like segment on the 11th hole, like four, two hours after they played it. They were like, the guys were playing like 16 and they're talking, the last group's playing 16. And they're yeah. talking about the 11th hole. I remember Justin Rose like was threatening to break 57. Uh, there's like a bunch of Mounties on bikes. Everybody broke contain, right? They broke. And I, I, I think I, this is from yeah. my US, tail end of my US Open research. I just remember, like I, I, I said it was conspiracy that they had, they made sure they let the ropes down to let the crowd swarm it, make it look like we have real fans. You don't have any fans in London, but who knows? But, you know, they hadn't had an event in Canada in a while. And there's like Mounties on bikes uh, just crowding around Rory as he makes his quip about uh, Norman. One more than Norman. All right, that's my little add-on to Canada before we move on to the U.S. Open. Big one, Brookline. Obviously, uh, a lot going on uh, in the world of golf, and now all of a sudden you have a major championship at a you know historic venue we haven't been to in a while. It starts with a lot of live stuff. The week did that was all it was. You know, um, Harold Varner III, who at the time you know we didn't know what his status was, likes a tweet. Like a random tweet calling Rory a smug bastard. What? Some guy called Rory a smug bastard for his comment about uh, the Norman having more than one that more than Norman. And I don't know how Harold Varner III found it, but he liked it. And he's playing a practice round with DJ at Brookline. So we don't know what's going on with that. I tweeted that it seems like dueling golf tours could be a windfall for the concert business. I got to say, I got to give myself a pat on the back there. It sure has. I mean, we've got, you know, battle for the chain smokers and all sorts of things going on for these, this, these, you know, golf adjacent concerts. Um, so here's Bryson. We know he's gone now, but this is the first time he's really got to talk. Less than two weeks after saying to be a risk to leave the tour, he's gone. Quote, it was a business, business decision first and foremost. Um, that's all there was to it. It's given me more opportunities outside of the game of golf and given me more time with my family and my future family, whatever may come of that, I guess. So for me, that was the decision. There were a lot of financials to it and a lot of time. I have to get, I get to have a life outside of the game of golf as well. They asked him about like the Saudi money and, and, you know, murdering executions of people. He goes, what's going on has not been great, but they're moving in the right, right direction from what I could see. And we've had conversations about that. Um, he goes, yeah, it just, it was actually relatively speaking, like he's just saying like, I'm, it's a, I'm making a lot of money. Yeah. It's the financials of it. were hard to turn down. He also made a weird comment about growing 
the global GDP of the game, which is kind of uh, is gross domestic product, is can that be a global phenomenon, right? It seems like that's not really a thing. Growing the global GDP of the game. Um, Charles Barkley is on live from the US Open. And I forget the specifics, but we had a ball with it. He started filibustering. I think he went on like uninterrupted for like four or five minutes. He talks about Phil. Phil's a friend of him. He loves Phil. Uh, you know, Golf Channel, I don't think, was looking for that perspective as a, you know, rights partner and, and not necessarily looking for a lot of pro-Phil sentiment. And, and he just starts filibustering. I think like Rich Lerner and everybody else. Uh, PGATour.com had an article on Jay Monahan just about how his leadership in this moment. And you had a little fun with that after his interview on Sunday. Um, but getting back to Har- Harold Varner III, He's tweeting about Rory being a smug bastard, or, or I'm sorry, he liked a tweet, a random tweet. He didn't tweet himself. Uh, and he was at the Saudi International. He won it. He was at the Super Bowl in LA with the golf Saudi guys, I think Majed. Um, and there's a report in Sports Illustrated saying he's not going. He said, quote, I'm obviously not going. I've spoken with Jay. I've spoken with a lot of people. I log on to And it just wasn't worth it to me. Um, it's pretty simple. And there's, talk that you know michael jordan he talked to michael jordan and michael jordan told him not to go eventually uh, his girlfriend convinced him or his wife you know said f everybody girlfriend i think it's his wife said f everybody and go uh and that was i don't remember when that was summer boston I forget um keegan bradley a little bit of a home game obviously in boston for him we'll get to that later big, Ke- big keegan week has this quote that just drove me personally bananas on what it makes someone from New England. If you grew up here, you have to work twice as hard, if not more. New England people in the workplace all have a certain edge to them and a blue-collar, hardworking attitude. I that see that with all the young guys. Oh, the new, go- new England, the home of prep schools. I why, mean, like, why do they have to why work are they twice blue as collar? hard? Why do they have to work twice as hard? No, I think is you it, might have been referring like to golfers and not having like, like a long growing up season. in rural, like rural Nebraska or North Dakota. Like I would imagine growing up in rural Montana, you have to work way harder. That was via Dylan DeShare. Just a preposterous quote about blue collar edge in the workplace, working twice as hard. Just ridiculous. Um, kind of a little bit of foreshadowing. Fitz, Fitz, I think, who came before Phil in the press conference line, uh, Dan Rappaport asked him, like, is your profile increasing? And, of course, he, it would this week. says, it's because everyone's leaving the PGA Tour. They're digging up the dregs. So he makes a joke about himself, you know, profile increasing. And then, you know, by the end of the week, it jumped in a massive way. Brooks gets pissy with the press uh, for talking too much about Liv. Um, I mean, look. You know, he says he hasn't given the rival tour too much thought. And he says, like, the reporters asking him about it are putting a black cloud over the U.S. Open. But it's like, it's all anyone's talking about, including the players, including the agents. Um, and he alleges the black, that the uh, reporters are putting a black cloud over the, over the U.S. Open. He's like, I actually feel bad for the USGA, you know, for once. Meanwhile, he's a two-time U.S. Open champion. Like, you know, he's just, I don't know. Uh, he says he's tired of the conversation, which is like a dramatic change in sort of tone for Brooks. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the, shortly after there's. Well, we've got a lot of receipts for, for him <laughs> coming next week at Travelers. Um, 
You're worried that US, or I think we were worried USGA might actually be fearful of pushing the envelope at Brookline, and, and we'll get to that. Like, kind I think of, they, were. they had perfect weather, and yeah, they didn't necessarily let it go. Um, uh, what else? Mickelson joy Mickelson comes to the dais. He has his first press conference that's away from the friendly confines of Live London. He uses the word respect like eight billion times. He says nothing. Looks like he's had a lobotomy. Quite honestly, he he gets annoyed that people are asking too many que- two questions at once. Um, he was hesitant. He had like no no kind of like engagement or enthusiasm to him. He just says the word respect. I respect and understand their opinions. I respect if they disagree, but it's the right decision for me. I think Christine Brennan asked him about the 9-11 families. Um, and he pops back at her. I've read all that. Is there a question you actually have? Um, how do you explain? It's like, I have deep empathy for them. I have, I can't emphasize enough. I have the deepest empathy and the empathy for them. Um, so really says nothing. Gets out of it. All right. I guess just talks about respect, respect, respect. This I found, I totally forgot about. Paul Azinger crashes the Phil Mickelson scrum is at oh, the back of I it. It's shouting. Shackelford gets him on video trying to shout about like his legacy and, and he doesn't get the question in. But Azinger, there he is with the ink-stained wretches shouting at Phil trying to get a question in about his tour legacy. It made me crack up. Um, Rom obviously speaks eloquently about this. Uh, he says he has no interest in live. I could retire right now with what I've made. My heart is with the PGA Tour. I play for the love of the game. I want to play against the best of the world. You know, he later says, um, basically like 54 holes, no cut is not golf to me. Um, that was, I think middle of the tournament, but this was before the the championship. He's like, I've never really played for monetary reasons. His, his later kind of monologue is really like maybe the best defense of the PGA tour versus live that you see out there. And this is so random of all people now. Hugh Freeze randomly tweeted about it. Pretty dang good. Really? States his opinion. Doesn't judge others' reasoning. This guy has grown on me, and I like I like his swing and grit. Hugh Freeze, then Liberty Coach, and let's get into golf Twitter. Like, what is Hugh Freeze talking about? Lives uh, Rob's comments on Liv. That was a moment in the U.S. Open. Very bizarre. Uh, here's more on Brooksy. Um. I'm sorry. This is Morikawa. Colin Morikawa. He goes, I'm ready to play the U.S. Open. I think it kind of sucks. Or uh, This was Brooks. You're throwing a black cloud. Uh, it's a distraction. Uh, I wake up Thursday morning. Uh, it is a distraction. Colin Morikawa adds, it is a distraction. Um, we're here at a major championship, and we're here to win the U.S. Open. Who doesn't like gossip, but also becomes a distraction, and you don't want to be focused on this or that. Um, Brooks kind of lets go. He's pressed a little bit. Like, hey, man, why are you getting defensive and pissy about us asking about this and, and talking about a black cloud? And someone says, you know, uh, why you've stayed with the PGA Tour? He responds, because there's nowhere else to go to this point, which is uh, pretty much signaling his not, you know, not exactly a strong defense of the PGA Tour. There's nowhere else to go. Uh, this is NLU was on the ground. Sally, I believe, gets Phil walking around with his rangefinder on his hip. Like it's a beeper oh, yeah. in the 2000s. He's got like a belt buckle walking around. You have shuttle angst. You know, the US Open shuttle angst, uh, which, you know, not quite Kiowa shuttle angst, but you're a full-blown media member, a little worked up about the shuttle, which it did. 
took a little bit well, there. Let's practice this. Let me just to... let me just say this. What? The shuttle angst, the shuttle was absurd. There'd be four shuttles. Parked, all right, all right. And it they only ran every 30 minutes. And it's like, and the, unless you that had a suck. completely full suck. shuttle. And it's like there's four behind. Suck. Like, what do you expect? Like, just take us to the place. Like, and then yeah. the shuttle is 20 minutes. So if you didn't yeah. arrive. I remember that first day we got there at like 8.05 and they're like, it was not running till 8.30. Um, so you have that issue. There's a big week for Keith Pelly and the DP World Tour, right? We There's like rumors, reports that like they're weighing their options. Yeah. Uh, they decide they're not going to take immediate actions against members who play the first live. So they had just played in London and they say they're just not going to take immediate actions. They do eventually though. So they do eventually. There's rumors Vague reports uh, that he was at Live London. I don't think that was ever proven to be true. There's rumors that in reports, I think even in Golf Digest, that he's like weighing an option to be bought outright. DP World Tour is being bought outright by the Saudis. Um, but from all we gathered, like they had been pretty well shorn up in discussions with the PGA Tour. But this was like a big sort of undercurrent of like Keith Pelly all of a sudden has some real power here to. Um, you know, th- their weakness in needing a partner kind of became a, a strategic, I don't know, strength all of a sudden this week. But I don't know if that was always more than it was made out to be. Um, we had an article about the driving range testing. They brought in a lawn, dra- lawn range or a lawn driver to the driving range with Jason Gore to put up a net to protect the house, which you got, I think. Uh, you know, that's just the modern US Open. The driving range requires as much forethought as course you know mowing lines and things like that building a net that's high enough is is a as big a, a i forgot prep. about that that was a humorous um, story yeah yeah lawn lawn driver they need hitting you know <laughs> the best was how he described it as like a covert ops he had he got well yeah up. he didn't he know no he got clue. called to boston yeah. <laughs> he had no clue what he was supposed what he's doing there <laughs> just got asked to come to boston get on a flight to boston by the usga TaylorMade makes bags like supporting the American Revolution, like the start of the American Revolution with like Paul Revere's, the lanterns, the the, the night of Paul Revere's ride. And like this bag is being carried by like Tommy Fleetwood, much of it, British guys, <laughs> you know, celebrating the American Revolution. It's kind of amusing, not a big deal, but but a, a, a lot of people had fun with that. Um, that's it. So Wednesday, uh, USJ holds a press conference with Mike Wan, John Bodenhamer. Mike Wan talks for like 20 minutes without taking a breath, like just goes and goes and goes with the, uh, the acronyms and this, that, and the other. Um, uh, what else? Have, you know, he's asked straight up, is there a future he sees? There's a lengthy question where it could be harder for live guys to get into majors. And he simply responds, yes. Doesn't elaborate, doesn't say anything else, just responds, yes. You know, they go into distance. They talk about creating a national team, a national program, just a lot of different stuff announced there. Uh, a player development program. Um, the anchor site stuff, I wouldn't say they brought a lot of clarity to that. They wanted to kind of defend the use of anchor sites. Um, but yeah, the big one was he just said yes, where he could see uh, a future where it's harder for live guys to get into the US Open. Um, I didn't have a whole lot else from that, from the pre-tournament. Uh, Thursday, let's get on to it. Adam Hadwin was our first round leader. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember I, no it. Callum Terran was 
T2. David Lindmer was in there. Like, uh, he was a Monday qualifier. Or, uh, not Monday, a uh, sectional. Uh, sectional qualifier. Yeah. I yeah. think maybe from Springfield. Maybe. Yeah, there's a lot of exasperation. No, he was Columbus. Okay, that sounds right. Because he probably played Memorial based off mm-hmm. his past win there. Um, we're just kind of getting tired of the live stuff ourselves. It's good to have like real golf. Um, uh, Rory is T2, but it not doesn't start well. Like it's it's kind of a mess. Like he goes bunker to bunker. I, I went and like, watched that round. I forget it was so what awful. Was. Yeah. But he was T2. He finished his T2. And he goes like Sergio in Saudi Arabia on the bunker, like smacking the sand, like just splashing it uh, in anger. I think he was pissed about pace of play too. He might've hit into a group at five or he was overheard on a microphone, just really worked up about the pace of play. Uh, Hideki scripting is just a catastrophe. Terrible scripting this week, Thursday and Friday, just pinstripes and just weird stuff. Um, You characterize the setup as doughy. It's a little soft. I think a little, little disappointing, a little frustration with the setup. This was like the week in Boston was fa- spectacular weather. Just fantastic. The thing about it, I you could understand because they got to get everybody around. And that was like, I think the first two rounds were, were that. Like, you know, let's let's wait to see everybody get around. But at the same time, like they had a fluke weather on Sunday. And... And then you got it was a little doughy. It was tough because it was cold and windy, but it was a little doughy on Sunday. And they got a great Sunday. I mean, it's high, but like you could Saturday was like the pinnacle of golf, and and they missed the boat on Thursday and Friday because it could have been a. I'm not saying make it like that exactly, but it could have been a lot closer to that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So so that that was kind of a they were straddling the line towards safe, I suppose. And that became a talking point throughout the weekend and always is at a U.S. Open, no matter what happens. Um, the 15 live boys, who there were only 15 at the time, were amazingly live over par, 54 over par. Not a good showing from the live players. <laughs> I think DJ was low live. He finished like T- T24. But at one point, they were all 54 over. There are a lot of by- can these guys play four rounds yeah, uh, a lot of that stuff, which most of them just cut, so it didn't matter. Uh, Phil, of course, this is his first real event since I want to say Farmers, maybe like uh, it's been a while. And he shoots 78. He's a fan favorite doing the thumbs up. You know, there was no jeering, but he shoots 78, as you would expect. He was a mess. Um, MJ Defu or Defee has his moment. He's like the solo leader of the U.S. Open for a while and like by multiple shots. Everybody's like, There's what's a, going on with this guy? He's nobody like, knew anything about him and it turned out he was like yeah. a bad guy. Yeah, Might have got some. Ryan French, Monday Q, had, of course, probably had intel on him and I think wrote an article about maybe not the nicest individual, but he's leading. He's hitting shots off the merch or the hospitality at 14. Um, this, of course, was NBC bringing uh, USA Network into it, and they're showing, which exposed a lot of young golf minds to Law and Order SVU. And this came on the Media Center, uh, and I tweeted about it. It kind of went nuts. You know, we're wa- trying to watch the US Open the Media Center, and all of a sudden, there's a guy shooting heroin on the big screen. And that's <laughs> with and a sort of graphic <laughs> sex scene that ends in a strangulation with with the little heroin d- mixed in. And this is uh, like this giant 30-foot screen at the U.S. Open because they flipped from whatever. They didn't flip to Golf Channel or NBC fast enough from USA. 
Um, all right, Friday. At the end of Friday, Colin Morikawa, who started the week saying he couldn't hit a fade anymore, couldn't hit his fade anymore, is your leader. Just a dynamite leaderboard. Morikawa leads along with Jolie D. Roy McIlroy's there. John Rahm is there. Uh, this is uh, Friday's syringe gate, right? So there's a little draw disparity, and they syringe the greens in the some of the greens. I think it was 11 in the middle of the green. Uh, but a storm was forecasted to come through, and the wind settled later in the afternoon. I don't think it ever rained, but the wind did die later in the afternoon. They syringed yeah. the greens, and people are worked up about this. DJ uh, finally talks to the press. He canceled on his first pre-tournament press conference. Doesn't talk after he shoots a 68, I think, first round. Finally talks Friday. He goes, that was a tough decision, but I feel very confident. Um, you know, it made sense to go when I did. He said, I wish he could have joined the league a hair later. So he kind of had issues with the timing. Um, but he kind of escapes the scrutiny that Phil and others had. Um Jolie D, who's tied for first at the 36-hole mark, reveals, I think in a Brendan Quinn article, they almost skipped sectionals because he wasn't convinced he could even win or contend. So he didn't even qualify almost. And now he's leading at the 36-hole mark. Phil is like completely irrelevant. You know, he's like beating like two amateurs, not even, you know, competitive at all. Uh, he finishes 11 under. Um he was just apathetic. It just wasn't a good show for Phil, even though he was now playing in front of public again. Um, Brooks, you know, get, he he was among the live crowd that struggled on Thursday, plays well on Friday, and issues this pretty douchey quote. I don't come here hoping for second place. I think if you're a good player, you want to come in here and win. That's why everybody is teeing it up. Nobody has a goal of just making the cut. I'm pretty confident, but I feel like everybody should be confident in, in themselves. People hate confidence. That's why people aren't a big fan of me. Oh, God. So bad. Just a terrible, terrible, like, I, you know. Brooks is like swaggering Brooks has been a big kind of enjoyable thing over the last few years. And I'm not saying because he went to live is no longer enjoyable, but like no one hates him because of his confidence. We actually loved him because of his confidence during those years. Um, Cam Young was going to miss the cut and then goes like birdie aces, six birdie, seven birdies, like just an incredible run by Cam Young. And he ends up kind of getting, getting himself in the mix a little bit come the weekend. Uh, all right. On to the weekend. This is where like our leaderboard really starts to take shape. At the end of the third round, we have Zalatoris, Fitzy, Rom. Scheffler, Burns, Rory. Like just, I know a lot of people think of the the uh, the Fitz-Zalatoris battle come Sunday, but you also had the number one player in the world, Scheffler. You also mm -hmm. had Rob. You also had yeah. Rory. Just an well, amazing Scheffler. leaderboard. Yeah, Scheffler, Scheffler starting Sunday, we'll yeah. get to, is, is much more in the mix. Um, Dylan Desher starts asking a few guys about Liv and, you know, some telling, telling quotes. Joaquin Neiman said, the top players are still here. And as long as they're here, I'm not going anywhere. No chance. If I was 40, maybe it would be different. Well, when he wasn't 40, come whatever, September, it was different. Xander said, I want to play against the best players in the world, and they're not on the PGA, and they're on the PGA Tour. Nobody has left, has moved a needle for me, was Xander's stance at that moment. Um, this is when conditions get a little tougher. It had been kind of been a little benign, I don't know, benign, but easier on a course that many people had said was the hardest they'd ever played as amateurs and stuff like that. It gets a little tougher. 
Wind picks up. Temperatures dropped. Remember, it got a little chilly uh, on the weekends. Definitely Saturday, and, and it, the wind changes. Um, JT, so scores kind of plummet, or, or the leading scores come down a bit. Uh, JT has a relief gate, which we call. You remember he didn't take yeah. ish, uh, relief from a drain, he, and he goes, he wouldn't, couldn't get it. He should have gotten it, right? It's like almost on top of the drain. He goes, he's overheard, pisses me off. So many other people lie, being able, say they were able to hit that, but it's just like I'm not going to hit it. That's bullshit, man. And like, good up, big ups to JT for kind of being honest about it, but like he kind of also should have gotten relief. JT had a good year in terms of, I don't know. Playing things the right way, executing some shots. Uh, I had a this good was a JT big quote early on. Yeah, there's, a, there's not a good JT quote coming drink. down the line with uh with uh Portland. Um, you we're in the media center. We see I don't know approximately uh, twelve people. I think it's on the eighth green. USGA people on the green with fifteen or so different instruments, and you tweet all that for a middle pin. <laughs> they did not move the pin on eight very much, but they, they, which is a nasty fall off, that. <laughs> but all that for middle pin. There's like 25 people on the green with a bunch of instruments. <laughs> Pretty good tweet. That, you. that green was crazy. <laughs> it was, it was, they didn't move it around a lot. Zalatoris, uh, you know, near shanks from the fairway at, at 10 missed three straight greens, but, uh, blocks his tee shot. Just kind of, was scratching around tee to green, which is you know is his strength. But he had only one bogey on the day. It was sensational, kind of getting up and down and getting around. Fitz, this is where the Fitz is like Bryson. All of a sudden, narrative comes out. He leads the tee, uh, leads the leads the uh, tournament tee to green by like a massive margin, just absolutely murdering the ball. Fitzpatrick yeah, killing. Um, uh, Rom is like winning. He's leading. He, uh, but he makes double on eighteen to finish up. Um, and I start to stir the pot and say, you know, if you had to, if you didn't have to play in the dark, has the integrity of the tournament been compromised? Because this whole thing, they didn't start tea times till like nine, ten o'clock local. Yeah. And the last group teed off at three forty-five, and we're like, oh, it's the longest days of the year, it won't be a problem. But it got pretty dark by the time well, it they got ended. Cloudy. Remember yeah. how cloudy it was? And they didn't tee off the leaders till like four o'clock. And it's you know, it's Rob's like in the dark. He made a double bogey six. Uh, on 18 um the coverage we weren't really aware of this on the ground coverage was i guess really bad like really really bad nlu was all over it um just talking about like the complete middle finger from nbc uh you know you you have a commercial then three then three shots and another commercial nlu tweet this the whole thing is such an own goal so many house ads for the usga and promoting you know NBC programs that no one wants to watch. Like it's not just NLU. People are like worked up. Non-golf media critics are like, what is going on here? Mike Wan responds to it. Like we hear you. Like it was just not a good I remember day that on the coverage one. front on Saturday. Like people have to scan QR codes on your TV to like figure out how to watch on Peacock. Just a bad uh, day for coverage. We had Jay Rigdon write an article about it the week after. Um, we didn't really pick up on it being on the ground. And, and it was just a really kind of peak NBC frustration on Saturday. Um, Scheffler hold out for Eagle, led by two at one point uh, on Saturday. He, we're like, this is it. He's going to just, you know, this is the best player in the world. He's been hot all year. I think he hold out on eight, that hole we're talking about with that middle, middle pin, um, which everyone was so scared of. 
Um, but all of a sudden, then he's four shots back. Kind of steadied it coming in. But for a while there, we thought Scheffler was going to run away. Keegan Bradley shoots 69. <laughs> walks into the house with chance of Keegan. Keegan. Um, on the 18th green, uh, 18th hole. Uh, New England crowd. crowd. Um, and you were just like, I... He said it's like the most emotional, one of the best, coolest things he's ever had on a had on a golf course. You have a lot less sympathy. You're like, I never want to hear that again. You know, my favorite part of the tournament. Oh, is that, I said that in another. Him. I said that another time. Okay. All right. All right. It that wasn't was another turn. Fine. Fine. But yeah, Keegan Bradley is showered with praise. He's the local favorite. He's getting a chance. Keegan. Keegan. He's also Good holding up Keegan. play. He's holding up play on Sunday. By, by yeah, the time we slow. get around to that, um, Rory. Hits the merch tent. Desher had a great tweet on this. Hits the merch tent on one and then hits it again, basically, coming home on 18. Remember, he gets kind of stinky TIO relief. And we claim this is a stain on the entire tournament. He's hit it into, like, complete crap. Unplayable lie. But, like, there's the merch tent in front of him, and he gets relief out from uh, under that and keeps him kind of in it. Um, Yeah. so we're on to Sunday where Fitz obviously brings it home and, and beats Scheffler and Zalatoris by a shot. Just Zalatoris, I think Saturday may be the round of the tournament, even though he's scrambling. He starts by hitting it to uh, six feet on five, two feet on six, and I don't know, under a foot on seven. Zalatoris just absolutely hot. Um, we talk about the USGA going too soft in three or four days being characterized, quote unquote, as receptive when there had been no rain. Uh, Sunday, Bryson and Grayson are paired together, which is just an amusing <laughs> duo because Grayson is soon seen throwing his putter, like chucking, tomahawking his putter into like the high stuff, like high stuff off. I want to say seven, maybe like a bunch of Heather uh, hiding below that. And then like within a few holes, he's seen breaking a club over his knee. And they're like, well, he's going to finish with like nine clubs in his back was the, was the uh, amusement. Um. You see a guy in a smash GC hat, yes! which is unbelievable, given that Liv right next logos had only been out for a week, and some guy is there in a smash GC hat. 16th green, well, uh, uh, like late Sunday, inside the ropes, in a smash GC hat. John Azekowitz tweeted, Joseph Bramlett, he was on the ground, just got TIO relief from the selfie frame <laughs> right, of, right of 18 fairway. So TIO relief from the selfie installation it's just an amusing <laughs> insane tweet um and matt matt fitzpatrick is your winner he's chipping we have this amusing there's like the framing of him i think in the newsletter he's chipping cross-handed he's wearing sketchers he's got braces it's kind of unbelievable to see this guy ascend you know he'd obviously won the amateur there they talk about how he's using the biomechanics st- stack system um rory greets him on the green he goes all that hard work paid off um, for Matt Fitz, there's a bunch of like content about how he like logs every shot, right? Mm-hmm. Tracks every shot and how fat, how much he's worked to improve his speed. He's absolutely murdering the ball. Um, Billy Foster's obviously his caddy. Um, it's his first major championship win having caddy, caddy for Seve, caddy for Thomas Bjorn, obviously caddy for Westy, bunch of like legendary players, but this is the first time he's ever been on the bag for a major. He's in tears. He's kissing the flag. They're obviously a long embrace on 18, uh, but he joked on 15, which is where they were waiting forever. <laughs> like I remember being on that tee box. They waited forever. And, uh, and 
Billy Foster tweets, all right, play well today, boys. Right? Like as if they were on the first tee. I think that's where Fitzy hits a fan. Kind of gets really lucky on 15. Sprays one. It kind of comes back into play. I think he made a birdie. Ended up on that. Uh, from from that 15. Wait. Uh, obviously, the bunker shot into 18 is the shot yeah. of the day for Fitz. Uh, he really played it quickly. That was one thing. People like, he didn't take his time. Went up and played it. He talked about it. He goes, if there's one shot I've struggled with all year and I did not want, it was a fairway bunker shot. He gets it up and over the lip. Like, great spot on the green. Um, it makes his par kind of an amazing, if not the shot of the year, one of them. Zell um, putt just so close. I'll like never edge. forget that. And so he's ripping driver everywhere. And Scheffler after the round, who lost by one, Scheffler starts hot too. lost by one says, maybe he was on the Bryson program or something. Fitz responds in his press conference later. I've done my drug tests and it was negative. So we're all good. <laughs> I don't know if that's a shot of Bryson or what. But uh, yeah, just, I don't know, disavowing that there's any untoward behavior there. Um, Rory gets another top five in a major. He says, quote, I guess that doesn't me- really mean anything. Just another top five in a major. Um, what else happened back here? Backdoor, backdoor top five. Yeah, he, did, he had some, yeah, struggles this week. Um, what else? You can you critique Scotty Scheffler's sound? Oh, like it's just kind of slapping the ball or something. I don't know what you what you. I've not. It's that. just. I don't know if it's the irons. I've I've heard from people it might be the irons, but it's an awful sound. It's it, it's just you know you watch these guys up close and they're like sounds that make your head turn because they're so good. His is one. It's so bad. You just it's jarring. You're like, what did like an 18 handicap just hit the ball? And then so it had, ends up 10 feet away. You had angst about this. You had some uh what else? You, you had angst about anchor sites. You you had a big tirade. Not well, tirade, but I mean you went the, at that, the country uh, club the was incredible. Game. Yeah, it was great. And now we're going to two pretty expensive resorts for a lot. Um so that was a big Sunday recap moment. Um as we noted, like this really felt like in the middle of live, it was just great to have real competition and stakes. And it's like a refuge. Zalatoris was so good. Like maybe the best player that week. I, I, you know, obviously there's an objective standard and a subjective standard there that when you say that, but just a really great competition, even though Fitz was like, maybe not the sexiest superstar. It was such a good week for competition. That was kind of our big takeaway. Uh, Garrett writes an article about the sensible, the era of the sensible U S open setup, which sort of gets to kind of straddling a little safer line, right? Not getting up to the line to the point where it's receptive when, even when it hasn't rained the entire week. Um, the coverage was a disaster, but we did, I think it was Sunday or this weekend, get some new quirks from NBC. This is where they put a field goal, a football field goal post. I think it's 15 in between the trees. Do you remember this field goal yes. graphics? And uh, Will tweeted from the fried egg, no way fans will understand they need to hit the ball between the trees. Let's make it football. And people are like, what are they doing? What is this? Why is there a football field goal post in the middle? Like, we already see the trees there as the shoot to hit it between. Why do we also need a field goal post there? So the coverage was bad, but that added to a little bit more of the amusement. Um, other stuff this week, just real quick. Norman John 
Norman John won the Wichita Open. Again, there's a KFT event opposite the U.S. Open, which will be uh, continued, but they'll start getting points. That's news this week. Norman John, Monday, Monday qualified into the Wichita Open and then won by like five. So we hadn't heard from him. Didn't get his while, card, though. Obviously. He's 23, won by five. Monday qualified. But yes, that's a new Or did he get his card? Did he get his card through t- finals or no? I don't think he I'm did. I'm not sure. I don't think he did either. But he won this week, which you know was sort of a good sight to see from a former kind of really much, you know, ballyhooed phenom in the way that Zalatoris kind of and Fitz were as well. All right, that does it for U.S. Open. Should we cut it here? Move on to Travelers. Uh, two Let's events, Travelers an going. hour and a half. It's never ending. I mean, it's, but it's four events. You're talking about Live London. I mean, we're talking about a lot of stuff going on here. It's a major and Live London and RBC Canadian. Open. We'll be back. We got we already got the stuff. We we're going to try and get all the way to the Open. So we fell three short, three events short. I got to go do school pickup. When you were doing Digital Jack, I was like, we're in trouble for today with knowing our back, our, our backboard of school pickup. But uh, this was a good one. We got Travelers. Could, it's just a lot going Digital on. Digital Jack short a second time. Travelers begins with Northwestern Athletics Department getting at me, popping me. Because ah. I said it was for they're getting Northwestern's actual Twitter account getting mad at me because I tweeted that, you know, they should be claiming Fitzpatrick and his win at the uh, the U.S. Open. So, um, all right, we'll start next week with our next episode with the travelers and Brooks Kepka turning heel. Uh, everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll talk to you then.